Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of It's You Not Me podcast with me, your girl, Ashley. I know. I'm just gonna make this little side note that has nothing to do with anything. But like I don't love my name. Like Ashley. One, I mean, I don't hate it, but I feel like it's only gonna work for me for so long because I feel like Ashley's a very young name. And then as I get older, like I'm in like I feel like I don't know, like, I'm gonna be Grandma Ashley one day, like, that just doesn't go, like, anyways, that's just, every time I say my name, it just doesn't feel natural, like, Ashley, I don't know, anyways, um, I hope everybody had a great weekend, it is now Tuesday the 20th, 19, 20, 20 something like that we're in that area area of the week and um I know I got all confused because I did my last episode on like a Sunday so then it totally threw me off for the following week and I was like wait if I did it on a Sunday and then I do it on a Monday does that mean they're like too many so I'm kind of like off my schedule I'm trying to get back on it I'm trying to get my life together it's been just always say and I know I always say I've been so busy I've been so busy which is all facts I have been busy um everything's just kind of like go 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 right now which is great um I wish there was more go 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 right that's that's what I do wish I'm about to open my door oh sorry guys so I have like this little crack in in my in my screen door that um like right where the where the little handle is and so like a little fly came in and then I was trying to catch it and my cat was trying to catch it we were both unsuccessful and so it landed on the door and I let it out because I hate flies they just freaking gross me out there's nothing I hate more than flies oh well I think I hate all bugs but flies I saw this video that was going around one time and it was like this is what it looks like when a fly lands on your food and then it's like a close-up I don't know if you guys have ever seen that it's probably on YouTube or something it will literally disgust you and you will never eat anything that a freaking fly lands on again like when I say disgusting like like that's a freaking understatement um anyways so, like I was saying, it's been a busy week. It was my birthday. That's not why I was busy, unfortunately. Uh, my birthday was on Wednesday the 13th. So thank you to everybody who, you know, took the time to, you know, send me a message or a text. Mostly messages. I think I got like two text messages um, from or like three text messages from like my friends. Because I only have like three friends. And and shrinking, you know, I always feel like birthdays, especially my birthdays. One, I I haven't had a good birthday since I don't even I don't remember. Like I don't remember when I've ever had a birthday that was just so amazing. Like my birthdays are very telling. Like that is something that is something I do get on my birthday. Um. My birthdays have always been very telling of who's there for me, like who's actually my friend, 
who's actually who actually cares and this year was no exception you know it was a good birthday it was it was decent um I'm trying to think how it was decent but it definitely wasn't what I expected I turned 35 which to me that's a that's a big that's one of the bigger ones you know we have like like 35 is definitely like midway point like I'm getting closer to 40 now than moving further away from my 20s but on my actual birthday um a friend a new friend and you know she's super super sweet I've worked with her a couple times and she's a very genuine girl you know she was kind of messaging me and then she asked me what I was doing on my birthday and I was like oh I'm not doing anything and so she invited me to go have drinks and mind you this was like the first time that we've ever hung out other than what we were working on and I already had uh, set plans with my other two friends, my 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 two, my last two friends in existence for Friday, because you know they they work. Well, one is working; she works like crazy. The other one just had my baby niece, so she's exempt for eternity um, because she got to take care of my baby niece. Of course, my baby is priority. So even that, even that, just the fact that, you know, having a brand new baby, you know, we, she still made time and arranged something. And that's why I love these girls. I've known them since I was like 13 years old. They ain't going nowhere. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, nobody really reached out. Um, people that I thought were better friends that I thought I had closer relationships with, Um, some of them didn't even say happy birthday. And that's what I'm saying by very telling is that these are like newer people. They're kind of getting in the industry. And that's why I say like, I don't trust industry people. I don't because they'll hit me up when they need something. They'll hit me up when they want to work on something. They'll hit me up when they want to collab but at the end of the day, to take time out of their day to, you know, send me a message or anything, um, silence, you know. And not only that, it's, you know, when you spend time with somebody and you care about them and you consider them a really good friend, you know, I always expect a little bit more, right? And so I did after that day, after my birthday... I did step back and I kind of thought about who I was giving my time to, who I was calling a friend, and what I was actually getting out of that friendship. You know, uh, it was very, very telling to say the least. So that was my birthday. Uh, It was not nothing crazy um I actually hate celebrating my birthday because of this very reason just always feeling like disappointed or let down by people and that's not even like to say I'm like I'm not even trying to be like oh my god poor me like it's it's really at this point in my life not a big deal because I've been dealing with this I mean literally since as far back as I can remember birthdays 
and and I didn't have my kids on my birthday didn't get them until the next day and then even then the next day um I mean they're kids like my they're like okay happy birthday mom like what about us you know like it's not the same. Like, I think you really look for adults and, you know, adult relationships and, and things like that. So, you know, it's never to, I'm, I'm never trying to sound like poor me because I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with the fact that I only have two friends. I'm fine, you know, with the fact that, you know, nobody really goes out of their way um, for like to do things for me. All that does is build me, right? Because I've been like this my whole life. And I mean, I've been experienced this my whole life. I've, I've never had a lot of friends. And I, I can honestly say that. I've, I've had people who I thought were friends and then they end up not being friends. So it's not even like a surprise. It's just when things reveal themselves and people reveal themselves it's a lot to take in you know I needed like a day like I needed a day off from all the mind-blowing revelations that came my way after my birthday but I just like that's passed my birthday has passed thank god it is done uh you know maybe next year 36 won't Maybe I'm not even going to say it's going to change. There will be a turning point, I hope, on birthdays for me. Hopefully. Um, But yeah, that was my birthday. As you can see, an eventful story of my birthday. Um, What else did I do? It was my birthday. Blah. Um, I worked. Blah. What else did I do? I feel like I'm always doing a bunch of stuff. And then I painted my wall yellow. I did do that. Again, I think it has to do with, like, my midlife crisis, 30. I know 40 is for men, but I don't know. I feel like right now I'm just, like, at this turning point. So I painted one wall yellow, like an accent wall. And let me explain why for you guys who don't know. So my house, um, you know, um, it's decorated to my ex-husband's taste. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like me you know it just doesn't feel like me and it's not you know he has a very different aesthetic than I do and and so I wanted it to start to feel more like my house you know I want to come in and I want to feel I mean it is like I've been living here for like this is going to be year three and he was only here during the pandemic because when everything got crazy, we decided we were going to, you know, quarantine together and things like that. But I had just moved in. When I moved in here, I moved in in February and then everything shut down in March, including like losing both my jobs. So that's kind of why that situation is what it is. But I painted one wall yellow and I'm I'm getting used to it. It's a it's. It's not a super bright yellow, but it's bright enough. And I also got a plant, like my first plant, because everyone's like, oh, you need plants. They're such good energy, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh, definitely. Like, yeah, let me, let me, let me get me a plant. So I got a plant 
and I, and I got a plant holder that like hangs, but I got like a super giant plant and this little holder thing won't hold my super giant plant. So now my plant is sitting on the table and I haven't had time to like go buy a little hanger plant thingy. My whole house is in complete chaos right now, people. Like, I'm trying to get one day, and I think today's going to end up being the day where I just, like, call off and, like, don't go to work. Because it just never stops. Like, I'm going to go, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to be tired, and I'm not going to want to do anything, and then blah, blah, blah. And it's a vicious cycle. I have laundry to do. I have all this crap. Aside from, like, personal, like... I'm supposed to be writing. Um, I already kind of finished writing with my dad. That project, we're, I mean, obviously writing never ends. So we're constantly tweaking it. But my personal, uh, I am writing two other things. I'm writing a comedic movie. And I know it sounds weird because a lot of you guys probably don't think I'm like that funny to be writing a comedy. But I am. And I'm also writing a pilot series right now. And so I kind of have the outline of the first episode of the series, the pilot. I have that, but it could be a little bit better. And I just haven't gotten the chance to go and do it and get into writing. Um, I'm not really good at computer things. Like, I'm not technology savvy. So when something glitches in my computer, I'm like, oh, God, complete shutdown, like, and it's an Apple, and, like, back in my day, all we had was, like, Macs, I'm our PCs. So it was, like, alt-delete, alt-delete, and then, you know, it would, like, start over and reboot it. And with a Mac, I don't know what, I don't know why. It's, like, a brand-new Mac. I got it in, like, 2019. So it's not brand-brand-new, but brand-new enough. And I was, like, I just got it, and this shit is always, like, memory full, memory full, memory full. And I don't know how many times I've deleted everything off of my Mac just so I could have memory. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I have, you know, all that stuff to do. And, of course, I haven't done it. But I think today is going to be the day because my house can only get to a certain point of chaos before I can't even think anymore. Because it's just, like, cluttered. But besides that... I did take my kids, or I didn't take them. My brother took um, me, my mom, my kids, and my nephew who's in town, um, his son, to Universal yesterday. So we got to be there all day to kind of celebrate my, my baby's birthday, my son's birthday. And it was fun. Again, I love my kids. I love them. They're absolutely amazing. But holy shit. Taking my kids to a theme park. Oh my god. It was like exhausting. Because of two reasons. One. My kids. Again. I love my kids. They are always all over me. Like they're super touchy. Like super touchy. And I know like I get it. They're probably like that because I like always loving up on them. But literally nonstop. All they do all day is like one's all hanging on me. Then the other one gets off. Then the other one hangs all over me. And then my daughter's like always like she's always touching my boobs. Like she's always like obsessed with them. So she's always like all over me and then they fight 
oh my god the fighting so if it's it, anything so my daughter is obsessed with my son with her brother sometimes i don't even know if it's real or she's just obsessed with him because she knows how much it irritates the shit out of him my son on the other hand cannot stand his little sister like little sister syndrome 1000 percent. like he cannot stand her don't even she can't even breathe in the same air if he exhales and she tries to breathe it in it's like oh my god charlie's stealing my air she's a thief she's a freaking stealer so imagine that times 10 right because she she is a lover like she's very much like she wants she's just obsessed with him since little since birth that is her favorite person she will defend her brother to the death even if he's wrong, he could like be so mean to her and then I'll get mad at him for being mean to her. I'll be like, hey, stop being mean to your sister. You're going to be, you know, you're going to get a timeout. And instead of her being like, oh, thanks, mom, she'll be like, don't give my brother a timeout. How dare you? He's a good boy. I'm like, dude, I'm defending you. You're, you're defending him. He don't even like you, girl. That, that sounds familiar. Hmm. Revelation. Ah, why does that sound familiar? It sounds like it's going to be a problem in the future. My daughter defending men who treat her like garbage. Interesting. Hmm. You guys just doctor filled me right now. I just, it just happened. You guys witnessed a light bulb click in my head right now. In actual time, a light bulb clicked in my head. You see? Oh, pa- please pause for the train. The train that runs in the back of my house. That literally, like, a light just clicked on my head. Like, wow. You see why why my podcast is just so riveting? I just had a full, mind-blowing moment. My daughter defends men or boys who treat her badly. Interesting. All right, anyways, moving on. So we'll go back to that later. Um, Yeah, so we're in uh, Universal. It wasn't that crowded, thank God. It was semi-crowded, but the lines were moving. And the only irritating thing is, like, other than the fact that my kids were all over me, which I usually don't mind, but imagine, like, six hours of one at a time, like, hanging on you, hanging on you, hanging on you, hanging on you. And my daughter has this thing where she always wants to touch my face. And I always tell her, stop touching my face or stop putting things, like, she'll just jam things in my face. One, yes, it is because I'm wearing makeup and I don't want her to, like, put a stuffed animal on my face and then my makeup, like, stains her stuffed animal. And two, it's like, her hands are freaking dirty. She's over here crawling on the floor like a cat, touching every chain, every, like, railing that we pass. And then you're going to go and touch my face? Hell no. But it was good. Um, Like I said, they fought a lot. They fought fight constantly 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 so i was just done by the end of the day i'm patient but i'm not a super patient person you know you guys know you know how it is with little kids so we were there all day we did get uh my kids got on the jurassic park ride for the very first time ever because they were always uh small and my daughter freaked the fuck out when that stupid dilophosaurus 
like squirter in the face. You guys know the Dilophosaurus, the one that's like the little flower head that like goes like the little things pop out. So that little sucker pops out and like squirts her, and of course it hits her right freaking straight in the face. From that moment on, it was like complete panic and screaming and crying. And thank God that ride is like, you know, less than two minutes. It felt like it felt like the shortest ride ever, even though we waited in line for maybe like over an hour. And that is that is why I hate theme parks. I love theme parks, but not with my kids because, you know, they're just small, tiny humans. They want everything. You end up going in. The tickets are already expensive. Then you spend like, I don't know, like $300 on crap. Because there's two of them, right? So you can't just buy one something and then buy the other one something. And then the other one wants to play a game. And then the other one wants this. And then there's food and they're hungry. And then they're tired. And then by mid Yes, then they start complaining about their little feet hurting. And it's just a long day. But it was good. It was a good. We came back and they knocked out. You know, I showered them, cleaned them. And they knocked out. And then I had to wake him up and go to school to go to school. And it, my daughter is the crankiest little thing in the morning. Crankiest little thing. So I shipped them off to school. And here I am getting ready to start my week. It's going to be a super, I know, why do I always say that super busy, super crazy? It is. I know it is. But I don't like, usually Mondays are my days. Like that's my Sunday. Mondays are my Sundays. I have a full schedule this week. I have, of course, work, which I'm really trying to play hooky today, guys. I really just need a day, you know, mental health day, mental health day. Um, But I'll probably just end up going in late and getting out early and then trying to fix this. I'm redoing my studio because I know I told you guys that I was going to be going on YouTube. And I promise you I am going to be back on YouTube with this podcast, but I also am restructuring my Adulting in the Wild podcast. So I have, um, it's going to be me, uh, one of my girlfriends, and then I'm currently looking for a guy to be a co-host. So if anybody knows anybody or is interested and would like to, you know, do a little audition segment, send them my way. Um, I'm looking for a guy. So it'll be three altogether. And it's going to be the same concept. But I'm definitely building it up. So we're going to be doing uh, in-studio recordings. This podcast, the um, Adulting in the Wild, will be a guest podcast. So I will have guests on that one. And we will do the interactive out and abouts because you guys really seem to enjoy that. So it's just a lot of work. Uh, I do it all by myself. I'm the creative director, producer, editor, Um, I do most of the marketing, most of the advertising myself. And that's that podcast. That's this podcast. That's, you know, I still have, I haven't shot too much um, this year. I mean, I know we're only in April, but still I have a couple of, you know, I need new content pictures. That's the difficult part, right? Is always creating new content. For you guys, a lot of people ask me, like, if you guys are on my social media, on my Instagram and TikTok and stuff, you'll see that I have on Facebook, too. If you guys will see that I, you know, did a a couple little skits and I get a lot. It's like, why don't you do skits on your own? And it's not that I don't want to, but I feel like that's not really my thing. You know, like 
I don't mind doing it, but it's like the shooting it part. Like I need to get somebody to shoot it. And then the editing part, like that's going to fall on my plate. And my plate is so full right now. And I'm very much a perfectionist. And if something doesn't like align in my head, like I already have an idea of how I want it to look. And if I can't make that happen with editing because I'm not getting the correct shots, I'm going to be really pissed. So that's kind of like where that is and like why I don't do more skits. I have a bunch of ideas of, you know, skits and things like that. Um, But again, it's like finding the time. Like I hate doing or like working on something and it sits. You know what I mean? Like I hate creating projects or working on collabs and then they don't go anywhere because when I'm like, that's time out of my day that I'm putting in. And if it's not going anywhere, then I just like wasted time. But uh, yeah, I feel like I just, skits are not really my thing, but I do enjoy them uh, when somebody else is editing and producing them. So for those of you who asked, that's why I haven't really done any of my own. And, and also like it, yeah. So I haven't really, I know I'm like all scattered right now. So I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, Oh, do I really want to go to work today? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I haven't really shot. I need more content pictures. I also have a lot of ideas for photo shoots. I mean, I've been modeling since I was 18 and I have not, I don't have like, I don't have like a deficit of photo shoots I don't know if deficit's the right word but I'm just gonna use that word uh of photo shoot ideas I have so many ideas I have so many my brain is non-stop like I have notepads all over my house with just me writing ideas when I get them of things that I want to shoot of little shorts that I have in my head little mini YouTube series that I want to create I want to put it all on my channel that I haven't created yet, but I do have all these ideas. I do have like such an abundance of content. It's just, I need, I, I do need a team, like a team to help me get all these ideas out and get them because in all reality, I can't do it alone. I work two jobs, two jobs. I have two small children. I'm my main like focus is acting like that's that's it and everything else is secondary and on top of that I have to clean I have to do laundry I have to maintain this I have to work out I haven't I mean my whole like birthday week I can honestly say like last week I was just I was in like a little birthday funk let me a little birthday dip where I was like kind of like feeling low and I was eating because I'm an emotional eater you know, for you guys who have been following me or listening to my previous podcast or even this one, I do mention that I had food issues. Um, I can, you know, kind of give you guys a little background on that is that when I was in high school, I had one boyfriend, right? Mind you, I've never been like the best looking girl. I, I did come from money. So we didn't have a lot of things. I wasn't cute. I didn't have like this amazing body or anything. I had one boyfriend and then that relationship was abusive. It was my actually my first relationship ever and it was abusive. Um, it got abusive when my boyfriend, my then boyfriend, 
Um, he unfortunately uh, started doing drugs, meth, and he turned into a different person. And that relationship, my very first relationship ever, was filled with turmoil and tragedy. And there was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of mistrust. And there was a lot of tears for being 13 years old. And I, when that relationship ended, I met this other guy who I like. I, I do fall in like with people quickly when I do like them like I it takes me a long time to like like somebody like to find somebody I like but if I like you like I just I fall so quickly you know and so this guy um he you know this is like the this was like my first intro into like fuck boy where like they kind of like they don't want to be with you but they just want to hook up with you and then they go and find somebody that they feel is better or better looking so he ends up like we're kind of like hanging out and then he goes around and I guess he was like also hooking up with this other girl who is this tiny skinny um light-skinned Mexican girl and he goes and makes her his girlfriend and he tells me that I am fat and this was towards the end of my senior year. And it sounds ridiculous to say that that one comment um, gave me an eating disorder. It did not give me an eating disorder. But it it did trigger uh, a lot of insecurity being a young girl. I mean, now I'm 17 years old, like 17, going to be 18. I was in a horrible relationship with a guy who was cheating on me and he would flirt with other girls in front of me. I didn't have the self-esteem. I've, I've always lacked self-esteem when it comes to relationships because I didn't care that nobody liked me in high school. I was the captain of the drill team slash dance team for two years. I didn't. I didn't care. I cared when a guy made me feel like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't light enough. You know, I wasn't light skin enough. I wasn't thin enough. Um, my body wasn't good enough. I did care about that. That did hit me hard. So the guy making that comment, um, it did trigger something in me. And I started to feel more self-conscious about my food. I did start to get into not eating. And then, of course, I was hungry and I would drink and I would go out. And so that is when I can honestly say I started throwing up. I, at that time, believed that I had it under control. I believed that it was something that I was controlling and then around, I'm going to say, um, let's see, I did it for a while on and off. When I would eat big meals, I would just throw up and I would tell myself, like, it's not a big deal. Um, I'm not throwing up everything. It, it developed, though, and it grew. It also started to link up with my depression and my anxiety. 
So when I would feel down, I would emotionally eat. Emotional eating is I would pretty much just like binge eat um, just until I was sick and then I would throw up. And it wasn't, it started to turn into not only because I hated my body, but it also became a way for me to control pain. Um, when I felt like I had, when I felt like I was stuck and um, I didn't know how to fix something or things were hurting me uh, and I didn't know who to go to or who to talk to, I would eat my feelings, eat my emotions, and then I would. Sorry, guys, if there was a little break in um, the my daughter is school is calling me and she's telling the uh, nurse that she has a fever. Mind you, this little girl does not have a fever. She didn't have a fever yesterday when we were at Universal. She just doesn't want to go to school and she's trying to get out of it. Um, But anyways, like I was saying, so it started to become a way of controlling my emotions, my pain. And then when I was about 20, I had an appendectomy, which is my appendix was removed. And when the doctor removed my appendix, now they remove your appendix by laser. So I'm guessing they kind of like shrink it or they dissolve it with the laser. They nicked or hit my intestines. And while they hit my intestines and about like a month later, my intestines healed shut because they had hit it. And so those wounds that were on my intestines closed. So one day I was at work and my stomach just kind of inflated like a balloon and I broke out in like a fever and sweats and I fell to the floor and I was rushed to the emergency room and mind you, I was 20 and I had already started modeling. I had already started go-go dancing. Um, I started all that at 18. So here I am kind of feeling good about myself, getting, you know, feeling beautiful at 18, 19, you know, after feeling like this ugly little duckling. And then here comes 20 and I go to the, the hospital. I'm in excruciating pain like beyond excruciating pain and the doctors can't figure out what's wrong they're like are you pregnant and I'm like no I'm not freaking pregnant and they're like what about your appendix I was like I already had my appendix out they did cat scans they did ultrasound not cat scans but you know they did ultrasounds x-rays they couldn't figure out what was wrong and because they couldn't figure out what was wrong they couldn't medicate me for the pain and I was passing out from the pain. I I can't even describe how painful it was. But imagine your intestines through what goes through your intestines is toxic waste, pretty much. So imagine all that toxic waste backing up. And now your intestines is inflated and it's about to explode. So the doctors are like, I, I mean, I was there for hours, hours, hours in excruciating pain. And doctors say, we're just going to have to cut you open. And we're going to have to figure out what is wrong when we're inside. Um, they cut me open from my belly button all the way down to like below my, right above my pelvic line. And 
they got in there and they saw that my intestines was literally going to explode. They had to remove a portion and then sew me back up. And if my intestines would have exploded, I could have died, obviously, from toxic poisoning. Or I would have had to use the restroom out of a bag for the rest of my life. I'm 20 years old. I'm modeling. I'm go-go dancing. And now I have a huge scar sliced down the center of my body. I... They stapled my stomach from my belly button down and I was out of work for like three months. Couldn't drive, couldn't stand up because my my staples. And feeling like the most disgusting, ugly person ever. That was the ugliest I've ever felt in my entire life. Three months later... This is three months after this. I heal. My scar is disgusting. The doctor literally just butchered me. Um, He didn't give a fuck that I was a young girl. That maybe he could have been a little bit more gentle. He hacked me. And that's when the eating disorder really took on a life of its own. I was now heavier and my stomach was gross and inflamed and I was inactive for so long and I was just laying there, hadn't done any physical activity. And so all that and, you know, now I, how am I going to model? How am I going to, who's going to want me sets in my head? You know, what guy is going to want to look at my body with this disgusting scar and see me and how am I going to feel beautiful and how are they going to want to, you know, all those thoughts. How am I going to go-go dance? How am I going to build this career and this that I've always wanted? I'm disgusting. These are things I'm telling myself on a daily basis at the age of 20. I end up doing all that still. Um, I lose the weight. I continue to throw up. This is years and years now that I've been doing it on and off. And I'm still modeling, you know, thank God. There's a lot of photographers who are like, don't worry about it. It's not that bad. I strategically hide it with uh, body makeup, with wearing things that are high rise, things that cover my belly, posing in ways to hide it, and then small editing. Um, it's more of like, I was still booking for go-go dancing. Again, I would put makeup. I had belly button rings that would hang, like hang and and like cover it. I would wear layers of stuff, um, garter belts, anything to, to mask it. And I still was able to build a successful career. I had one boyfriend and he didn't care, you know, Uh, he thought I was like the most beautiful girl. Those are his words, not mine. Uh, but it was me. I felt ugly. I felt disgusting. And till this day, as now 35 year old woman, I still hate it. I still hate that I have a scar and it has 
stopped me from so many things and feeling self-conscious and feeling gross about myself, gross about my body. And, you know, I want to get it removed and fixed, but that takes a lot of money that I don't have. So I would say around 21 to 23 or like probably around like 24. um, That's when my eating disorder was at its worst. So I was about 140 and I went down to about 108. Yeah. And I went down really fast because now my body's used to it. Now my body's processing things differently. At first, when I would do it, I wasn't really losing weight and I would get frustrated because I'm like, I'm not consuming anything. Why aren't I losing weight? But now my body understands the program. So now I'm losing weight. And I'm losing weight fast. And I'm also going to the gym two times a day. And everything I eat, everything I eat is coming in. And I'm letting it right back out. And uh, yeah, I got down to about 108 pounds. This is not easy. Um, I feel like when... And that is not only men, it's women too. But when it comes to women when men attack us, it's always the first thing is to attack our body, our looks, um, to bring us down. And yeah, it was that one comment that, that really set my mind on a different path. A guy telling me you're fat, a guy that I liked, a guy that I was intimate with and gave a piece of myself to that I cared about, that I thought liked me. And in my head, in my 18-year-old head, 17 or 18-year-old head thinking, I'm not good enough. And that's why he doesn't want me. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not white enough. I'm not thin enough. And that really set me off on top of everything else. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of like my little backstory. Um, I, I meet a lot of young girls that are getting into the industry and, you know, they're, I'm too thin, I'm too this. I built a whole career in the industry being massacred with, you know, a scar down my stomach. To this day, there are men that, every time I have a new man in my life, I don't like them to see that, my stomach. I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I feel like they're still going to look at me and they're going to think that's disgusting. Like you have a scar. Like, and I know people are like, oh, that doesn't matter, this and that. But to me it is. And it's, it's, it's always mattered and it's always going to matter. And when it comes to food, I do have food issues still to this day. Because when you are diagnosed with an eating disorder, it is a mental thing. It doesn't go away. I can't. I don't know how to cure it. There's no cure for it. It's every day um, a battle. And when I'm, especially at my lowest, when my depression hits and all I want to do is um, lay in bed and binge eat, but like just, you know, eat and eat and eat because I feel so low. And then my first reaction is to let it out. Um, it's hard. It's definitely a struggle. It's something I struggle with a lot. 
And that's why I'm so hard on myself. People ask me, like, I, I hear that too all the time. You're so hard on yourself. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're beautiful. You're this, you're that. And it's, that's the thing is that a million people can tell you you're beautiful. A million people can tell you, you know, nobody cares. It's not about the millions of people. It's about what I have seen and felt in my life. It's my experiences with, with men, um, and girls too, you know, girls that have attacked, attacked my looks and things like that, that, that has left this like long lasting, unfortunate, um, scar of emotionally and physically. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just parts of me that make me who I am and things that I work through. And, you know, I've definitely come a long way. I'm healthy. I still struggle. So, you know, I always warn guys when, when we're together, it's like, do not let me fall into the relationship weight, uh, part of being in a new relationship because it just affects me mentally. And they don't really know because I don't, like to really give all that information off the bat. I feel like some guys, uh, it's a little too much um, to kind of ride those roller coasters with me. But that is who I am. And that's a big part of me. And, you know, there's a reason why I don't share that with everybody. I mean, I'm sharing it with you guys because I feel like it is important. Uh, I think it helps you guys to understand me a little bit better. And you guys are here listening to me following me along on my journey and for you guys to really come along on my journey and you know you got to know who I am and that's a big part of who I am and who I've been so when you guys hear me bitching and complaining about this you understand where it comes from you know and for a lot of girls that are getting into the business or a lot of girls that are just we're so hard on ourselves we're so hard on ourselves we have to be perfect like that's that is like the culture that's been created, especially with social media is like this idea that you're not beautiful or you're not good looking or you're not good enough. If you don't have, you know, a super tiny 21 inch waist and a huge ass and big tits and this perfect nose and this like nice skin complexion and long hair and all this stuff and all these ideals that really don't mean shit. Because at the end of the day, now, everybody has that. And no girl is unique anymore. You know? Yes, I understand. And I know. I'm No, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I got my boobs done when I was 22. And that was also because of my eating disorder. Um, I caused a lot of damage on my body. That also, you know, you guys don't understand, like, what that does to your body and what it eats away at. And it was for me so that I could feel confident, so that I could have some confidence in myself. No, it had nothing to do with modeling or no, it didn't have anything to do with the fact that I was working at Hooters. Um, Not every girl there had Hooters, if you believe me or not. And I didn't do it. And I obviously and honestly, I didn't get any more attention. People like, oh, you do it for attention. I didn't get any more attention. I didn't get any more men that I got regularly. It didn't change my life. I wasn't booking. I was booking exact. I was booked exactly the same gigs. You know. 
yeah, I felt better about myself, but I also, you know, it didn't make my problems go away either. And now it's an upkeep, right? Because I've had them for so long and now it's more money down the line. And then I had kids and all that good stuff. But my point being is that, you know, we have this idea or we have this image and it came from somewhere, right? It came from the fact that people are telling us, you got to look like this, you got to do that. And people always ask me, I know I have not had work on my face. I've not had work done on my face. This is my face. I finally came into my adult face at the age of like 25. I lost all my baby fat off my face. And this is just my face. You know, I mean, no work needed. I've gotten very good at putting my makeup on. That is for damn sure. And I've just grown in my style and figuring out who I am and um, what I feel confident in. And and trust me, I don't feel confident in everything. People are like, oh, but you this and that. It's like, no. I'll get dressed and I'll put an outfit on and it'll be a very risky outfit. And I will stand and stare at myself for an hour thinking to myself, do you really want to wear this outfit? Are you like, I will strap and tape and everything. I won't eat for the whole day if I know I'm going to wear something. And it's not that I don't love the outfit. I love the outfit. What's going through my head is that somebody's going to say I look fat and pictures I'm going to look fat. It's going to look like this. And I have to, in every other aspect of my life, I have an I don't give a fuck attitude. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say that. Except for when it comes to what I look like. And yes, I pull it off very well because I am an actress and I am good at, you know, I am confident in me. I'm, I'm confident in my personality, in my in my character, in who I am. I'm confident when I speak. I, I know that I'm good conversationalist. I'm intelligent. But inside ooh, my whole night I'm like oh my god I feel so bad oh my god don't treat that oh my god don't even look at that food because you're gonna just like blow up um so it is a struggle you know so maybe men all my men listeners who listen lay off of the talking about women about their bodies lay off with the pressures of being perfect you're not perfect I hear a lot of imperfect men saying Ooh, I'm not going to fuck with the girl if she's like this or she has to look like this. Bro, you can't even get those girls. So stop putting women down. Stop telling us we have to look like this. We have to look like that. Stop doing things that you guys don't even know you're doing, which is you'll date one type of girl, but then on Instagram or on anything, praise these women with these fake bodies that makes your girl feel like, wow, that's really, really what he likes. That's really what he wants. All right. So that is my episode for today. I know it got a little bit personal, a little bit deep. Um, for any, you know, girls out there, just really work on your inner self. And that self-love is super important. It's the most important thing we can do is love ourselves. It took me 35 years. Um, to be like, I love myself, but you know, I'm okay. I could love myself a little bit more. Um, but it took me a long time to get there. And it took me a lot of money as I went through a lot of therapy. 
And we really, really have to build each other up. If we don't do it, if we're not, who's going to do it? Not them, not men. So let's embrace what we have, what God gave us. I'm not against fixing yourself up if it's for you and it makes you feel good. But let's let's try to like stay looking like humans and not clones of an ideal of a person on TV or something. I look back and I think back of the days when I started go-go dancing and modeling. And there was all kinds of girls with all kinds of different bodies. Some had big butts, some had no butts, some were tall, some were thick some were skinny some had boobs some had no boobs some had no boobs and a big butt some had no butt and big boobs and everybody looked different and everybody's faces was their own and nobody had all the same belly button because they've all had tummy tucks and lipo and bbls and i felt like just i don't know men appreciated that so much more because now it's just all in their face and it's the same kind of girl and it's the same kind of body So let's like work on that. Let's work on that. More self-love. Love Love yourself. Like I said, it took me a long time to get here. And it's something that I work on every day. I work on myself every day. And it could be anything from saying, um, you know, um, positive things to myself, affirmations in the morning. It could be anything from writing, journaling, podcasting. This is my new form of journaling, talking to you guys. Um, When I feel down, I can come on my podcast and I can be like, yo guys, I had a shitty ass week and this is why. And knowing that even if it's not a million people listening right now, it's, you know, the hundreds or the 50 or the one that listens and can feel what I'm feeling and I appreciate that beyond. You guys have no idea when you guys message me or I meet somebody in person and they're like, oh my God, I really liked your podcast. It was funny or it was this. That I love. You know, somebody saying, I feel like I can talk to you because I heard your podcast and I feel like I can relate to that. That's it. Like, that's it. And if at the end of the day, that's all I ever get and it never goes anywhere. And you guys follow me all the way and I never make it. Um, it's it's fine, you know, like I I do it because everybody has a story, right? We all have a story, we all go through stuff. And one day we're all gonna be, you know, dust in the wind. So tell your story and don't be ashamed of it. It's who we are, it's what makes us unique and it what makes us, you know, who we're going to be today and who we're going to be tomorrow, and who we're going to be 20 years from now. So with that being said, I know I got a little emotionally personal, um, but we are, we're human and we can't just be surface leveled the whole time. So I got to let you guys in, uh, into my world a little bit more. And I love you guys, everybody who supports me. Everybody who has shown me love and support and everybody who listens to my podcast and everybody who took the time out of their lives to, you know, celebrate my birthday. I appreciate you. You know who you are because I tell you how much I appreciate you all the time. 
And I hope you guys kill it this week. It is Tuesday, so we got a, a lot more days to go. Let's get it. Let's make things happen. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.